0: Put, bang 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 Oh, you got skill, son. <laughs>
1: oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the him.
0: Good evening everybody and welcome to the Headbeen the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty. I've got Benny and Lukey with me tonight. How are you lads?
1: Well, very well. Excellent.
0: Nice one. Very good. Very good. A packed schedule this weekend for Rep Round, lads. Uh, which is great. It's good that uh, you know when the NRL has a uh, has a week off that they still cram in a fair bit of rugby league. So I'll be taking a bit in. Must say, am definitely looking forward to the Tonga and New Zealand game on on the Saturday night for sure. But uh, should be a pretty good weekend ahead. Yeah, um, Samoa have actually got a really good side too It's a shame that Tonga and Samoa aren't playing each other But I know obviously New Zealand have to have You know, a, a decent side to play as well But you have a look at that Samoan side, man It's pretty quality I reckon it would give um, which I reckon it would probably beat Tonga To be fair Yeah, Tonga are weak in the halves And they kind of always have been But uh, yeah.
1: yeah, what about you, Benny? Yeah, mate, keen Um obviously when I to watch Tonga play it's going to be good to see a couple of Sharks boys playing the Kiwi jersey too so just hopefully they don't get injured but let's hope for some good footy
0: 100 percent 100
1: and always get
0: up for the women's origin too i reckon always reckon it's uh, a, a really great product um and it's and it's always surprising it's been a bit of a drought with uh the women's competition uh, finishing, you know, two or three months ago, so it'll be good to, to watch Queensland uh, women versus New South Wales women go around again too. So, very keen on that. All right, lads, let's jump into the craft and Draft.
2: Drinking and drafting and you.
1: I am day drunk, get ready to see my dick. What do you got, Lukey? Mate, I've just
0: knocked back a five barrel brewing. And they're a um, Wollongong Brewer from New South Wales. It's a double dry hopped oat cream IPA. And this fucking shit is probably one of the best beers I've had this year. Um, wow. I just grabbed it like because I was... I oh, went th- is that the side salad? Yep, that's the side salad. Yeah, I, I, I had that a few weeks ago and I posted it to you lads. Oh, did it's you? sensational. It's very good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's proper. It's called yeah, the side salad. Um, I haven't, I don't know about you both, but I've never seen a double dry hopped oat cream IPA. No. Um, so I mean, it's combining two of the favorite, my favorite things about craft beer and that's the double dry hop process and the oat cream process, which are usually separate (laughs) and unique they have, they've brought them together to make what is a sensational beer. He couldn't find the price, and he's charged. I've only bought one of them, and he's only and he's charged me nine dollars for it. And I think that I've been uh, got some good value there. I don't think it's it's a four forty. I don't think it should be nine dollars. I think it should be a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I've just knocked that back, and then I'm I'm, I'm getting my way into. Um, I've just picked up a uh, four pack of these Garage Project Golden Path Hazy India oh, Pale again. Ale. Again, yeah, amazing. They are they're, amazing. They're, too. they're, they're a good, good drop. The only the only knock on them is is that they're mid strength. They're four yeah. um, percent, and they do come in a three thirty can. So, um, yeah, it's probably just not going to touch the sides tonight. But uh, other than that, two really good drops. So um, I'm in a good place. Benny, what about you, mate?
1: Um, I just rolled in uh, from dinner, up at uh, local sports club with the in laws and. Um the, I, had a, I had a paddle up there, which was pretty good. They just Paddle? In and, yeah, the Mrs Oldboy goes, hey, they've got paddles here. Do you want to get a paddle each? I was like, yes, is that, definitely. Is that Northlake North Northlake Sportos? Sportos, yeah. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the paddle had um, a Blaster Brewing Nipa, or well, the one that I had. I uh, had Witching Hour, the Aether Brewing Blackberry Sour, which was good. Um, I think they had a Larry as well. They had a few other had a, a Newstead Coastal Pale and a couple of other bits and pieces here and there. There was a couple of mainstream ones there. There was like a, um, a Rogers Little Creatures and maybe a Rogers uh, Amber Ale and uh, Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, so some basic ones. But they had some nice stuff there, but I've just rocked in home to join you boys for the second part of this. And um, I'm on a beer that I picked up last week and I haven't opened yet because I went away. Uh, and it's a collab between Lervig Brewing in Norway and Aussie brewer Moon Dog called the Moosaroo, and it's a Kavik, Aussie hopped, hazy IPA. So seven point uh, five percent, two point six standards in a four forty ml can. Again, um, it's loaded with the freshest Aussie hops and ancient Norwegian super yeast. Collab brew is seriously smooth with big citrus and tropical flavours.
0: Nice, yeah, right? Wow, that's extravagant.
1: Yeah, um, this, it's, this it's, it's definitely not the best hazy IPR I've had. Uh, it's not terrible, but yeah. It's um, got a bit of bitter kick to it. Like it hasn't, I can't taste that fruitiness in it like you can some other hazies. It's quite yep. bitter. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. It's not awful. Got to try it. these things, mate. That's what it's you all about. Do, you do, you, you got to try. You got to because Saw you it there, it. saw the can. I thought, you know, I'll give it a shot. You might Moondog just, do some nice stuff.
0: They do, they do. And you never know, you might just come across a five-barrel side salad, you know, and just... That's it. <laughs> you know, sit here with an erection all night. It's, yeah. Lads, I'm in Glen Innes. It's Tuesday night. I don't have oh, a lot it's of options.
1: Cold. I bet it's cold.
0: It's relentlessly fucking cold. Um, do I have my electric blanket on? Yes. <laughs> do I have the aircon cranked on like 26 degrees? Yes. So it's not cold. <laughs> well, it is because the motel I'm staying in, the bathroom window has a permanently opened. Um, oh, of it. a nice
1: little breeze rolling yeah, through. All bl- right. Close the bathroom
0: it's- door. Yeah, you can, but there's a gap underneath it, so it's, it's, it's towel it just, up, brother. Put the towel on. Yeah, actually, that's a good. Call. Have you ever hot boxed? I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever hot boxed? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's true. It's a good call, good call. But look, all I could go was the the Bolter Hazies tonight, mate. It, it was just, uh, it was uh, BWS. That's all I had, so... Uh, Not terrible. Yeah. You've, you've done worse in, in better places. You've done yeah, worse it's in true. Townsville. Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. There, you would have taken no s- a Bolter Hazy in Townsville. Well, craft beer <laughs> is, is Cooper's Green up there, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um. It's brutal, yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> very good Balter
1: Hazy's not bad Balter Hazy's a good drop I like it yeah yeah very good very good
0: so lads uh, Benny you you referred to it briefly uh, just before you were talking about the first half or um, well, you're jumping on now so just to let everyone know um, so we'll jump through our normal sections tonight as we move into the casualty ward, we'll do the comp romp and then a bit later on in, in the podcast, we've got a special guest and that's uh, Maddie Heaton who won our listener league competition, uh, which finished up a few weeks ago. So we've got him on to have a bit of a chat about every everything rugby league and super coach and our listeners league comp. So uh, stay tuned for that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, look, but for now, let's uh, jump into normal programming. Let's get into the casualty ward.
1: Well, that was a sickening blow, Tony. He would have been wearing his balls as earrings here for a few seconds. Grandma took a little spill at the sand dunes. Broke her cock Hurts because the dirt gets mushed Gosh. into it. I broke my back. Spinal. You tell me if I need the bandage. It looks like you scraped yourself on the ladder, maybe, on the way out. Maybe sit the next couple plays out. Doubt. Doubt.
0: Benny, uh, in Azza's absence, uh, and does anyone know if Azza made it back from the Ipswich races on Saturday? I think he's is he, there still? He might still is be he still at, there. He's still there. It's unconfirmed, man. <laughs> um, he's still riding him home. He's still riding him home, and there's nothing he, there. He was in a cab. He called us on a fucking Facebook <laughs> Messenger he video did, call. Yeah, he did. We couldn't see his face. We don't know whether he'd been kidnapped. I didn't
1: answer that call for specific reasons. I just needed to hear. <laughs> I knew what it was about.
0: I yeah. needed to hear what sort of state he was in. But the problem was he was the only one doing any talking. I was hoping I did, to g- I did hear Jamie. Jamie was in the background, but right. I was. I was. I was pretty cooked as well, so I thought it was hilarious. Um, and then I just got the shits and hung up on him. But <laughs> here, <I> mean, <laughs> like, You're talking <laughs> shit, mate. Fuck <laughs> up. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but yeah yeah so he could still be there we don't know. Uh, he'll probably be back on board later this week.'ll we'll, uh, we've got the morning after coming out again after uh, after origin this week so uh, hopefully he's a part of that one a bit later on in the weekend. but
1: um yeah look as for now we'll uh, we'll jump into the casualty ward. Benny, take it away mate. Um, just given the origin coming up, oh, sorry yeah the origin and the wraparound are missing week so' I'm gonna roll into some recent injuries and then uh, we'll, we'll roll into like a new back soon because we've got another week off. So there's a lot of players coming back in that round 16, just sort of 17, 18 period that definitely worth looking at. Um, so for the injuries this week, we had obviously and was ruled out late with COVID. Um, James Schiller looks like he's busted his collarbone. He's gonna be out for a few weeks. Um, Alex 12 copped a, another head knock and there's a strong possibility that he's gonna be out for the season and the World Cup. Uh, he's currently seeking professional advice on that. So that's really unfortunate for him uh, and the Tigers because they need him desperately. Uh, From that same game, um, Stafford Towa did his ankle, but it looks like he's probably going to be back after rep round. Um, Another couple of head knocks. We had both the Butcher brothers go down in the Roosters game. Uh, They're probably going to both be back after rep round as well. Now, Cotter... Uh, fucking Mrs.
0: Butcher's got a work cut out for her this week, doesn't she? Oh, she, she? She's looking making a lot dollars? of fucking chicken soup and bloody <laughs> ice cream and ice heat cream, bags yeah. and shit. I copped, a, copped one of those
1: 12s too, the bastards. <laughs> um, anyway, Reuben Cotter was the big one for this week um, with the grade three hamstring tear. Ruled him out for that game, ruled him out for Queensland and possibly a couple of weeks following. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that and some updates as to how it's progressing. Um, Pappy was ruled out as well early in the week last week with COVID. So he will be back after rep round. Um, Paul Turner did his calf against Cronulla. Uh, There wasn't a hell of a lot of news on that. I think it's only a couple of weeks, but it's not super relevant anyway. Um, Curtis Moran for the Bulldogs dislocated his shoulder in his debut after he scored a try, uh, and he looked like legit. He looked like a fucking good player. Uh, He was running hard. He yeah, had pretty good footwork, low low set, um, centre of gravity, so he was busted tackles. Uh.
0: Kind of rookie year Josh Jackson, really, would not he? Yeah, yeah. he looks solid, man. I thought Early he looked pretty good. Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, he's desiccated his shoulder. So uh, if he can avoid surgery, it's like a three- to six-week recovery. If he has to have surgery immediately, then he's probably out for the season. Um, Murdoch Massilla as well. He had – I know he did his elbow last or the weekend before – um, against Cronulla, but he had surgery just gone and, uh, he's probably eight weeks before he's back as well. So the Warriors are going to be missing him. Uh, we we'll roll into some due back soon. So Tessie New, Albert Kelly and Adam Reynolds are all kind of due back in either the round after rep rounds, around 16 or around 17, 18. So that's sort of little grouping there where a lot of players are due back 16 to 18. Uh, I don't think New and Kelly are particularly relevant anymore with the form of... Martin and um, Ezra Mann. Uh Obviously, Reynolds is going to roll back into his position at halfback, but the others, mm, I don't really see them coming back into the side. Maybe new, uh, I'm just not 100% sure what Walters is going to do there. Uh, Luke Thompson's going to be back from a concussion, hopefully, for Thompson owners. He's been out for a while, I think it's his third consecutive week, still suffering recurring symptoms, so he is looking to get back on the park after rep round. Stefano Utigamanu's back after rep round. Hamlin Ueli, um, he's looking to be back on the field in round 17. So that's the next round. And um, it's probably not one to look at because he's going to be easing into his work lane, given it was a peck tear. Uh, David feeder he's due back from his MCL, MCL injury after rep round. Philip Sami, due back from a PCL injury. Um, one to watch if he's on your waivers is Jaden Braley. He's due back, uh, I think, in round 18. Um, Bradman Best is due back 16-18. Kyle Felt due back as well from an MCL. Latrell and JWH are both due back from their hamstrings. Um, Radley is due back from his syndesmosis. Keery from his concussion. And Ewan Aitken from his concussion as well. So quite a few big names and draft-relevant players rolling back into their sides in the coming weeks uh, after rep round. Nice I reckon... One,
0: um, oh, sorry, Dino. Um yeah. I reckon... Um... I was just thinking Tommy Gilbert's also coming back in round sixteen from his eye injury too, apparently, and I reckon uh, he might get some minutes uh, to yeah, cover Ruben Cotter. Definitely. Yep, I think he goes to the middle and 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 does the Ruben Cotter thing there. So yeah, with Lucci going up there too, yeah, that probably yeah. works out quite well for him. So mm-hmm. yep, mm. very good, nice one, Benny. Seamless, very good. All right, lads, uh, we we left it out at the start of the show, but we do have some waivers and pickups prepared uh, for this week. So we'll, we'll jump into that quickly before we get into uh, the comprom romp um, and finish things off. Uh, so, look, again, obviously, waivers still clear tonight or, or first thing in the morning, even though that there's no games on. So don't sleep. Don't sleep on uh, on the waivers. Get in there now because there's some players that, although there's no lineups to kind of gauge off, we know that there's, uh, based on the injuries that, Benny, you've just kind of talked to and potentially uh, a bit of origin covering and things like that, um, there's going to be some players you need to jump on straight away. So, lads, we'll jump into that right now. Um, Lukey, do you want to kind of uh, move us through this section a little bit here because uh, you've done a bit of heavy lifting for us and we'll just chip in where we can. Um, kick us off with fullbacks, mate. All right. Um, so, it's going to resemble sort of similar to what we had last week, um, obviously, because without the uh, teams named. Um, but obviously, Xavier Savage, uh, Matty Moylan had another great game on the weekend. Um, I think he's someone who needs to be Rostered in in a lot of teams um, for the run home. He seems to he seems to always be a run home cunt, isn't he? Matt Morland. He, he he loves to sort of you know come into his form in the back end of the season. He's only owned in forty five percent of leagues, so um, he should still be available in, in in a few comps. And the other one is uh, surprisingly after my um, uh, warm reception that I received last week was uh, Cody Ramsey. Um, after you blokes basically fucking froze me out with the silent treatment after I suggested you pick him up. Um, he goes and gets a, a, a 70 odd, um, against the, a, against the, uh, the bunny. So he's only owned well, in 30% of, of comps. So Man, it just like your statement spoke for itself. We didn't have to add anything to it. Yeah. It's You're all. <laughs> I, I, it's You're all over here. Right, I, I copped.
1: I copped a fair bit of silent treatment with the Matt Moylan call as well. i pick up Matty Moylan, and you blokes were just like, uh,
0: oh, yeah. no, "Well, no, man, because I supported you when it got to five eights. I said, five well, eights, Benny yes. said the Moylan thing.' So it was more just uh, as a just, but he, he was, was s- more in as it was more in disbelief that Matty Moylan could score a
1: ton. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was, and I, no, no, I understand. He where nearly did it from. again. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. He looks to That's be true. running the ball. It looks like Hines is doing that controlling and Moylan's mm. doing the running. So points galore for Matty Moylan if he can stay healthy. Benny, as a
0: uh, Sharks uh, supporter mate, is there a bit of fatigue coming into Nico Hines's game at the moment? I say, and and f- when I say fatigue, I just I mean he's he's. I mean he's never had this role where he's consistently played like 15 games
1: now and he's had to control the team is, I don't think that it's that I don't think it's fatigue him? man no I don't think so he's come out of a storm system mate and I don't think Fitzy's letting blokes out there you know uh, unfit or I don't think it's fatigue mentally either I just think oh, I was just I talking think people mentally have mentally yeah mentally I think yeah. people have done video on us that's what I think it is they're cutting down his time they know his kicking game's not particularly sharp uh, whether it's goal kicking or um, or general in play. play kicking general yeah. play kicking it's not that good um, any kind of you know forces stuff and I think teams have done video on him now and they know how to handle Cronulla they know how to handle our shifts out the back that were working at the start of the season they're no longer really working we're not finding space we're getting that time cut down so I think it's going to be up to Fitzy to come up with um, a few little trick plays and stuff like that to make us a little bit relevant again because at the moment we're struggling to even beat teams like you know the Warriors and and the Titans so it, it doesn't bode well for top eight or sort of top four chances if we are struggling to knock over the Titans.
0: Cody Walker's, ah, sorry, Cody Ramsey's last four scores, just for
1: the listeners out there,
0: 94, 54,
1: 32, 70. Do you have to take his dick out of your mouth to roll him out?
0: Uh, no, I could do it with, <laughs> leave it in there, mate. Yeah, it's easy. He's only a string bean. There's not much to him. Slight like bloke. Yeah, like that. They're, they're all the they're always the dark horses, man. <laughs> Are they? You'd know. Um, all right, Probably. so moving to centre wingers, um, I've, I've thrown in Matt Timico. Uh He started to uh, sort of produce a bit of form there, and he seems to be a bit of a go-to there for for Canberra and their Low that, ownership as well on him too. Yeah, yeah, very, um, very low ownership. I'll actually uh, get that precise figure for you now as we uh, as we discuss it, but. Um, it, they've got a pretty good run coming up to um, Canberra, uh, and they're in some form. I think, what have they won? Five or six? I think it's about that. And, and a couple of those have been with our white and two, so... It's a 29% ownership he's got. Um, so, yeah, he's gone um, six... Oh, this, this is since round eight. 56, 53, 34, 62, 31, 62, 32, 54. So his lowest score is 31. I mean, his ceiling's not great, but... Do you care when he's, you know, every second week he's knocking out over 50. So he should be owned, Matt uh, Um We've also got Aaron Shoup, Uh on the back of what Canterbury doing. Aaron Shulp is doing some good things. Um, he seems to be the the bloke that they're going to. And what I say that, but so is Karaz, but...
1: He's quick, sure. mm. He The Fox had to get into top gear to keep up with him.
0: 100%, 12% ownership. Um, and if we're looking at uh, some of his scores recently, um, seven in the last five rounds, 70, 54, 27, 36, 78. So, and they've got Sharks, South, Gold Coast, Newcastle uh, to come for the rest of the season. And you got to think he's going to figure in that one. Um, we've, I've also thrown Brenko Lee in. Um, he got a 46, uh, pretty much all base in that, um, that uh, loss to Melbourne on the weekend, which is pretty good. He should have that... Uh, left centre spot sewn up, I'd say. And the other one is Billy Smith from the Roosters. Uh, He was pretty good defensively, and uh, although I think he only punched out about a 40, I think uh, he's spot to lose now for that um, Roosters side. So, you know, someone else that you could look at. Um, Moving on to 5.8, obviously. What about, Loki, before you move on to centres, what about Irimiya? I know Pappy's coming back, but I think... Probably Anderson's the one that goes there And I think having a look on the weekend They, they love that left hand side uh, I think they've got a You've got to have a Probably a play at him, yeah? Yeah, but I think Meany goes back to that left edge And so we had Seve uh, Marion Seve is a pick up last week And obviously he, only, he scored 40 odd um, I think it was 47 that he got, or 44, or something like that. So it wasn't horrible by any stretch, but, you know, um, it was another... You know, we, the thing with Melbourne is, is that they just chop and change which side they go to, so you've just got to sort of predict it. But uh, as a one-week play, Irremire, but I think that uh, once Pappy comes back, he goes to the right-hand side, and then he goes back to the left. So... Um, Obviously, plug and, plug and play with that one. But look, at 5'8", you've got Avarillo, which we've said again. Uh, Matt Moylan, who I think has got to be a, uh, a top waiver priority this, this week for you guys. Um, I think he's at about 45% ownership, Moylan. So, he's starting to, to get snapped up. And um, Talatau Amone had a good game, but he only punched out of 45. So, he's one of those guys. He is dual center wing 5'8". So, he could be someone, if you play four center wingers, you could plug into your four center wing spot. Uh, as a plug-and-play option. Halfback, I've only got Avarillo. Um, Ronald Valtman went, went all right the other night. Um, but again, um, you know, it's a plug-and-play option. Their next game is against the West Tigers, though, in New Zealand. So I'd say uh, New Zealand players in general um, for, for that game. Um, front row forwards, I've gone Isaac Liu. Now, Isaac Liu uh, it's probably... Uh, if not Matt Moylan, I'd say Isaac Lewis is my pickup of the the week. Now, I know David Fafita's due back, um, which may impact on his minutes, but I just look at – he's playing through the middle, uh, and I just look at what he's been doing over the last few weeks. So uh, these are his scores over the last few weeks. He's got um, – His minutes are insane. So he's gone 50, 53 and 55. He's front row, second row drill. So as far as front rows go, I think you've you've, you've got to sort of pick him up. He's in pretty good form there. Um, And the other front row that I had was... uh, Blocker lorry from St George. He played sixty minutes the other week against Souths and uh, um, punched out a sixty odd as well. He's done that two weeks in a row too. He he played. Yep. He did that against uh, the Bulldogs the week before, and uh, um, he got that try. But you stripped that try out, and he still had pretty good numbers. So, look, he just a couple to throw at you too in in various positions, which I think um, you know we, we, we probably need to to highlight. Um, I, I think obviously uh, Ezra Mam as well. Um, Is still on like 40% ownership. Um, So I think he's got to be looked at as well. Billy Walters in 5'8 and hooker. I think, uh, so he busted out of 54 the other night. And I think with the injury to Corey Pakes. uh, Corey Pakes has done his bias or medial, medial. So he did his medial ligament. So he's probably going to be out for a month to six weeks. Um, If that same dynamic happens, I think Billy Walters is a pretty good play there. Uh, I really like... uh, I really like uh, Mark Nichols in the front row. Yep. So have a look at have a look at his crazy stats on the weekend. look you touched on it in the morning after, and you said he had a, gra- a great game. Forty six minutes, forty nine points in base, twenty six points in evade. Yeah, he had two didn't line get breaks. a try. He had two line breaks. Mm. Strip that back, he still scored fifty points in forty six minutes. So I think you probably have to look at that again. I think he was pretty good. He'll probably get some good minutes uh, the next time that they play. Yep, yep, that's fair. Um, Teague, Teague Wilton, Teague Wilton watch. He had a try, week. though. He had the try for that 66, and he only got, um, he didn't get great minutes. So I, I did see that, and I opted to leave him out because of. Yeah, the Wade, Wade got a lot
1: of minutes there on mm-hmm. that edge.
0: And he got that try, so, but. Um, yeah, look. As far as second rowers go, I had obviously Jaden Sewer. Uh, he didn't do a great deal in the South game, but he's also someone who you need to look as an option. Dalvin Uh he's back. Um, his minutes were low thirty nine minutes, but you can probably look at that increasing. So in deeper leagues, he always rotates through the fronties. Um, Hundred percent. So. Jazz Tavanga, he had a sixty one on pretty much base against Penrith in that decim- you know that loss that they got um, just annihilated in. So. He played sixty minutes, and I, 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 think that's Jazz, man. I think that's him with with um, uh, Matt Lodge gone. I think Jazz is the bloke because there's no other forwards that are getting those minutes. So, uh, especially I've got him and Hooker along with Billy Waddles. So i had Billy Waddles as a hooker, not so much a five eight option, but the other two who had low ownership was uh, Kenny Bromwich, obviously in that Melbourne Storm system, um, and Kurt Capewell. Kirk Hape was only owned by, in about 30% of leagues as well, so he's obviously got origin uh, duties and that might um, affect him a little bit, but he's someone that you need to look at. Um. There's, there's one
1: bloke in the Ford packs who he's 2RF, FRF dual. Uh He's 50% owned, so he's going to be owned in a lot of leagues, but I think people might be sleeping on him due to the fact that he's had a fairly average start to the year, uh, and he must have caught Mick Potter's eye because since Potter's come in, max king has scored 63 55 72 and 68 in the last four weeks so he's now getting upwards of 60 minutes a game or around about that 60 minutes a game mark mm. the only I thing that worries me about that is luke, luke thompson's, thompson's return, return. Yeah. thompson's return yes but i think king they look better with king out there so i wonder if paul Vaughan could suffer more than thompson uh, well, well than I think. fucking dog shit year. paul Vaughan's well, awful I, mate p- put it this way if if Luke
0: Thompson's nowhere near the team, you've got to get Max King. Yeah, yep. You've got to get him. If Luke Thompson's not there, then you've got to get Max King. And even if he is there, like he probably still goes back to that 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 role where he was playing at the start of the year, where he's kind of he was, um, he's about 40s, 40 40 minutes, minutes, 45s to fifties. Yeah. yeah, he
1: was getting yeah he's getting thirty three minutes, knocking out fifty points at the start of the year. So look, he's do, he's doing a job there, but I just think there's going to be other forwards in that pack that suffer. I think. He, Max King's better than Corey Waddell, and I think he's better than um, Paul Vaughan. So I think those two are probably going to suffer from minutes because Max King played on an edge two weeks ago and he was brilliant. Yeah. So I just think he's still. I don't think his minutes are going to drop. I'm, I I I feel like personally, just as a spectator from the outside, I feel like he's caught Potter's eye with his work rate. Uh, he's got a good offload too. So yeah, I, I just think that's someone if he's if he's available there and you're in like a, a shallower league. Um, and he's sort of been slept on, might be someone you can just pick up and put on your bench and see how you go. Yeah,
0: that's fair. You know that shit house meme from Origin After Origin 1 where um, Gould was sitting there looking like a fuckwit in between uh, whoever it was at the end of the show, and he was just sitting there with that shit house look on his face? Was it Munster? It, it was when, it's when he asked, we said something about... Um, remember he started talking about, oh, you blokes have got this series tied up now, don't you? Because you... You know, you go back up to Queensland and win it and, and Munster turned to him and was like Don't do this Gus He just shut him down straight away And that's when he put that fucking stupid look on That's the look that I think he has on his face Every time the Bulldogs go out and just Pants someone And he's like, hmm, right Because he's going to have to tell Mick Potter That he's bringing in Flanagan And he doesn't, he doesn't
1: want to So the I The Bulldogs think have looked so much better They've than looked there, they've man. Look amazing, mate They've looked There's amazing Burton, Burton's turned the corner Burton's just become one of the best five eights in the comp.
0: Burton looks like a Bulldogs player now, doesn't he? Whereas at the start of the season he was the former Penrith player. He he looks like he's embraced being a Bulldog and he's like, This is where I'm gonna spend my career. I know I cut my teeth at Penrith, but he's gonna be a Bulldogs player, you know and what I mean? The
1: combination that him and Fox have formed over the last sort of three, or four weeks has been
0: nuts. Yeah. Well that that that's the thing, is it? Like so Benny, you you, you um Highlighted in our group chat on the weekend that uh, the Fox had that bad read, which, you know, maybe some somewhat of an age thing, you know, you know, he's came in, he's made a bad decision. But from that point on, he was amazing. Yes. Yeah, he turned around. His his work rate, he made line breaks, uh, you know, made great decisions in defense. He's, he's been fantastic for him, Luke One of the another pickup. I think if RFM's available in, the, in your league, you got to get him. Yeah, uh, he looked really good on the weekend. Only got a forty-seven, um, but just his involvements, the way he ran the ball, uh, some of the lines he run were, were really good. I think over the next, he looks, looks like
1: he's getting back to his best, eh? Hey? That's correct. He so does, over yeah.
0: the next month, you'll see his uh, three and five round average really rise. So I think he's another one you got to look at. And look, to finish off, guys, there's a lot of hookers um, that are available this week, which are just plug-and-play options. Sam Verrill's got 60 minutes the other week. uh, Last week against uh, the Eels and punched out a 46 or something like that. You touched on Billy Walters. Um, Chris Randall uh, punched out a 50-odd. Jacob Little did some pretty good things in that match despite the scoreline. And then, obviously, Jazz Tavunga did some good things.
1: Sevilla so Lee with an 11% ownership, yep. okay. is Fair doing point. things at South.
0: Yes, he is. And we, we're running him in uh, the Legends League. So Cody, Cody Nicarima if he gets the halfback spot. They're playing, yep. I reckon. Cody Nicorima, if they get the halfback spot. Yeah, well, I don't think Elias spot. is
1: coming back after that hooking. Oh, I think
0: he will, man. I reckon, reckon? that, uh, yeah, because he's had two weeks off. And I think that uh, Dimitri will realise that he's probably done the wrong thing. Um, and I think with the trail coming back as well, it just takes the pressure off Ilias a little bit. So
1: yeah, okay, yeah, Fair.
0: But I mean, look, he could, he could, he could give the spot to uh, Nikarima, and again, that's a that's probably a good option. Yeah, nice one, good stuff, lads. All right. Well, as we said, waivers clear tomorrow morning, so make sure you jump on your comps waivers, get them in for tonight, and uh, yeah, sit back and feed up for a week. All right. Moving into the, uh, the comp
1: romp. Oh! Oh!
0: Um, so we won't take too long on this one. Obviously, Az is not with us, but we'll uh, just quickly touch on uh, the movements around the head bin and the Legends League over the last week. Luki, we'll start with the, uh, the Legends League, mate. So how do we go there? Yeah, we got a we got a W by about forty points. We uh, beat the Supercoach playbook. Uh, that was a pretty good comeback, wasn't it? Because I checked on like Saturday night, I reckon. And we we're a fair bit down. Yeah, we weren't looking good and they put up a they put up a really good score the week prior. They put up like an eight ninety or a nine hundred or something. So coming into the matchup I was like, Oh fuck, look, this is gonna be a tough a tough game. And look, they've, they've struggled to get uh, 700. They've got 693. we finished with 732. But um, yeah, a few things just didn't go in our favour. The cohen sin bidding in the last minute. Um, you know, the Cronulla pair that we have, Malatala and Ramien, didn't do so great. Campbell Graham got an absolute fucking bath from Zach Lomax on uh, Thursday night. Like, if you wanted to... Put, like, the, the thing is, before Origin 1... He absolutely played the house down, couldn't get himself a spot, uh, and that game on Thursday night did him no favours because he looked like uh, he was a reserve grader out there playing. Well, uh, I, I think uh, as a Zach Lomax owner, um, I, I watched that game fairly closely, hoping that he had to bounce back from the dog shit week that he had the week before. And it was quite clear that uh, Campbell Graham prepared for um, Lomax to bounce on him all night. 'Cause mm. he just played his outside shoulder and then just got snapped back on the inside time after time after time. And I'm like, Okay, dude. <laughs> I thought you were better than this. <laughs> but also it's with only the low max. <laughs> also with the footy as well, though, he dropped a lot of a lot, a lot of pill as well, so he didn't do a great deal. But look, we had some pretty good performances. Um, nothing really outstanding. So our top performer was um, Joey Tarpani. Oh, sorry, Joey Marmu with eighty five. Isn't it amazing that until sunday they gave the try assist fox sports stats gave the try assist to teddy for the joey so, so joseph sawali's first try where manu did that yeah. flip pass yeah until sunday like uh, sorry until lockout so monday was there a hashtag there was a hashtag yeah i think so yeah justice for joey or something like they, that they had given the try assist to tedesco if you haven't looked at that try in detail, go and have a look at Tedesco's involvement. It is a catch and pass about three metres before the line. Nothing that Tedesco did contributed to that try that anyone listening to this podcast couldn't have done. It is disgraceful that whoever was watching that live did not give Joey Manu the try assist for that.
1: It's clear that they get a second party to go over these recounts though, Neil. That kind of thing makes you go, it wasn't the same person that that watched the game that's recounting it and going, all right, we'll double-check our scores. It's a different party. It has to be because they would have just kept it the same otherwise. And this is where this, this whole thing of unicorn points is coming from. They're like, oh, you know what, Cleary did something there. We'll give him some points for it.
0: Yeah, well, for quality assurance, you'd have to, wouldn't you, have a second party go over it? To
1: be fair. Oh, you you, you know, it wasn't really clear until now. Something like that changes, where it was a clear fuck up. Oh, and then somebody's changed it. I always, sorry, man.
0: I always knew that they did. I remember years ago reading about it. I remember reading something from Fox Sports that they. But this was back in the day. They used to have three. They used to have three people yeah, that did the live game that. the yep. next day and then at lockout, and it was three different parties. But I think they've just changed it to two now. And, I mean, realistically, that's probably all you need. But it's disgraceful, that it live. That uh, d- does give you some anxious moments around the looping. Oh, though, when, but, when you, <laughs> but Manu's, two <laughs> days. Manu's punched out a fucking <laughs> 85, which is a loopable score. But you didn't get that till the week, till the, right. the lockout. It's just... we yeah, got well, something to talk about saying. there. Yeah, I know you've said it for years, ad nauseum there, Benny.
1: Kills you, man. And it nearly cost me this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, but anyway. So, So look, we've got the win um, in the Legends League there. We're sitting second now. Um, Unfortunately, Turnstiles and um, Wilson played each other, and they're the two below us. And Wilson beat Turnstiles by three points. Yeah. Ooh. So we're all on 18 points in second position, but we've got them on points four um, that we've scored. And the draftsmen, three wise draftsmen, are sitting in first place on 20 points. So to beat those blokes, man. It they're is, good. man. They're, they're good. They're good. Um, but the top four now, uh, Turnstiles in fourth spot on 18, has now got a three-win lead over fifth place, which is Catfish on twelve. So, that's... uh, Good lead rolling into the end of the That is, man. That is so... I mean, what, there's five games left or four games left or something like that. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to force your way into the five from there. But, um, yeah. Nice one. Benny, how did you go
1: on the head bin, mate? Uh, Yeah, I got a W. Um, It was sort of tied up until Sunday. I had... Max King, Marshall King, and Luke Garner were playing. Uh, My opponent, Googs had Marlow and that all. I had Elliot on Sunday too, and then Elliot scored an 80, King scored a 68, and Marshall scored a 66, Marshall King. So I went, yeah, that that sort of sealed it up for me. But up until then, I was sort of on Struggle Street with some shit scores from Graham and Staggs. And then, Dusty, I got at you, just as some friendly podcaster, podcaster advice. I was like, do I loop Hines 68 or do I roll the dice with Taylor May against the Warriors? Um, But Hines was only on 78, sorry, at the time. And I'm like, 78 is just not a loopable score. Like, it's just short of a loopable score. Uh, And I was like, nah, I I think May can go close to that. Uh, You know, he might get a 70 or a 75. Uh, May ended up on a 65. And I said to you, Dusty, Hines always gets an upgrade. And I should have pulled the trigger on it because he ended up on 96. So how you miss fucking twenty points is beyond me, and it wasn't like trisis it was like based at twenty points in a game that there was fucking
0: what thirty points total scored, yeah, 18, twelve or some shit. So I don't know how you miss yeah. those, but well, that, Well, that's the, like the that way could cost I look me, at it. The, the way I look at it this year, and this is this is more for for the for the listeners to have a look at because because things like we were talking about with Maddie. Um, earlier on, you know things like the third man tackle have been left out of it. Generally, scores are lower, and so, I, I and, and you know obviously with the with the no six again, uh, individual scores have come back to the pack. So I actually think seventy five a seventy five is a loopable um, total if all you've got left is hit high, ceiling. high yeah. ceiling yeah high ceilings I, I think if you if you look at that and you go well all my base beasts have played and they haven't hit what i needed to and i've got you know the tail and maze and and these kind of guys then I, I don't think there's anything wrong with looping a 75 uh because when you think about it uh, you, you know I'd, I'd i'd like to see 150 out of my captain if you see 150 out of your captain you're like yeah right okay i've got that in the bank that's good um, and then, like you said, you know, a lot of the time the upgrade, the updates go up. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is always a hard one. But if that was me, I, I would have taken Hines because I had that seventy-five in the bank. I couldn't see him going backwards too much. So yeah,
1: yeah look, I, I should have done it, but I just rolled the dice on the Warriors matchup for the for the Panthers, which is fair um, too, man. Like they didn't go left as yeah. much as what they could have, uh, or you know, the opportunity wasn't there to go left as much. So. You know, that just didn't work out. It would have been a lot closer had Googs been switched on enough to not play Toby Sexton against the Sharks and play Avarillo against the Tigers instead in halfback. Uh, There would have only been three points in it. Yeah, fair. So the fact that he did that sort of shows me he wasn't really on the ball um, because any of us probably would have played Avarillo there uh, given what the Bulldogs dished up the week before against Parramatta. Yeah. Averillo was a certainty to get some points, and he rocked out an 80 on his bench. So anyway, rolling to that, Tago got a pretty average score, considering his scores this year. And on a 38, I had Brown and Gutherson go pretty well against the Roosters. Uh, Both of them scored tries. Nat Butcher was my AE, because I'm I'm still running an AE FRF. Uh, I'm still running Matt Lodge there. Uh, And I had other guys on the bench sort of getting 30s, and I was like, that's fine. I can deal with that. But then Butcher got a HIA and ended up with his 12. Uh, then I got, as I said, an 80 out of Elliott, uh, 68 out of King, 66 out of Marshall King with a try, and a 47 in base out of Luke Garner. So, 753 to 678. We move on, I think that puts me in second position um, on points. I think I'm still tied uh, on points for and against, sorry, points scored. I think I'm still tied with somebody on points. Well, Meadows had a win uh, on the weekend, so you're probably yeah, tied with him. Yeah, Meadows. Meadows and I are both on 18. Dean's one win clear at 20 and then Nate and Dusty are both on 16.
0: Fair call, and Lukey, you and I played off in the head bin over the weekend, and it was pretty close. It went tit for tat for a while, but uh, I obviously had Jerome Hughes's uh, 101 in my back pocket, which uh, um, helped me out over the weekend. But um, your boys put up a, a decent fight. Well, we've been putting some scores up of late, but just not winning, so. Yeah, look, I left some points on the bench. I decided not to play uh, Reese Walsh, which, uh, I mean, me and he ended up with an 85, which was good. I put him at fullback, but I could have used him in the center wings and Reese Walsh's 75 and Tua Pilotu as well and Brian Kelly. So I left points on the bench, which probably would have got me the win, to be fair, if I actually had to pick them. But, um, you know, I mean, the less said about my team, the better. So, yeah, how did you go, Dusty, in your matchup? <laughs> yeah, and no, look, I got, I got the W. Didn't have to shed too much on my bench, but like I said, I uh, was lucky enough to have uh, Jerome Hughes go ham against the Broncos on uh, on the Friday night, which kind of stepped me up a little bit, but had some bits and pieces in between. Um, yeah, and I've got uh, got the W, but uh, I think there's four games left, so the goal is just to win as many of those four as possible because it's uh, it's fairly tight, and the bloke, i put a, a bit of space between... Um, outside of the six got a win on the weekend that was uh, Sam um, so it's all very tight around the uh, the top six at
1: the moment so the three wins between first and eight didn't it uh,
0: first yeah.
1: and seventh three wins yeah. between first and seventh yeah so, so. pretty
0: close comp and, and that's what we go for hey like we, we want blokes invested in the whole the whole uh, season we don't want people kind of dropping their team and unfortunately we've got someone who's who who looks as though that's happened to them they've they've kind of left their team um fairly uh dormant at the moment but uh, you know for the most part our comp is is very tight from top to bottom so uh we'll see how all that plays out but yeah four more weeks to go it's going to be a pretty good four weeks after origin uh hit the ground running again and see how that all kind of plays out so yeah very good All right, nice one, lads. All right, well, we might finish off the potty tonight. As we talked about earlier, we've got uh, Matty Heaton coming on, and he's our uh, our listener league, our inaugural listener league winner. He's done an amazing job this year. Um, He's in in a few different listener leagues. Uh, If he manages to get the crown on a few of those, it'll be a hell of an achievement. Uh, But he's started the uh, the ball rolling with a win in ours, and he's done a fair job. Um, So without any further ado, uh, let's take it away, and, and here's our chat with Matty. So got a bit of a special guest on uh, tonight. So we ran our first uh, listeners league uh, this year. We did things a little bit different and uh, look, it's all finished up because obviously it was a uh, nine week competition, uh, two with finals. Uh, and so that's all wrapped up. And if you've been following along on the potty, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Headbin boys, we got bundled out uh, in, a, in a major semi, but we have our winner. With us, and uh, that is uh, Maddie Heaton. How are you, brother?
2: Yeah, good boys. How are you?
0: going? Good, good. AKA here for beer, which was your uh, team name in our comp this year, mate. So, look from uh, from the, from us uh, at the head bin. Congratulations, mate! Uh, fair effort uh, taking out our first uh, listeners league.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a good good year, different different league, but yeah, it was a good good league.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, that was uh, it was kind of my brain brainchild that one, but um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, probably dip dive into that a little bit um, later on. We have got a few questions for you to answer just to sort of get to get to know you a bit and um, do a bit of background uh, on you and, and see what you what you like and dislike about the the comp. But um, look, mate, to to start things off, uh, your name's here for beer. I'm thinking you like a beer. What's the fave? Yep. What's the beer of choice?
2: Uh, Great Northern,
0: yeah right. Great, okay.
2: Great Northern, yeah. Super Chris, I'm a mid-strength guy. I drink too much to drink full strength.
0: Yeah right. Okay. All right. I'd go,
2: side, I'd go sideways. I'd go sideways too quick if I was drinking full strength.
0: <laughs> and and obviously you know playing playing league too, you probably need to keep yourself in some sort of uh, some sort of shape and some sort of conditioning. So yeah, the the, the full strengths too often might just uh, tear that up a bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I, If I'm going till midnight, I'm I'll be in bed by seven if I'm on the full strengths.
0: Yeah, well, I'm probably got you covered at about five, mate. (laughs) I'm a lightweight. Nice one, nice one. Very good, mate. I saw you in uh, in the uh, the photo we nabbed of you with a uh, a can of the very best. I think it was a can of VB. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm not a VB drinker, and I'm strictly (laughs) against it. So that was the one photo is? that I've ever. I've, I've, that's the one photo I've ever been caught in. It, yeah. <laughs> and it was that's like the, the one first. I'm
0: known w- for now. Vb's like the first wave of COVID. Hey, oh, like it's, it's it's like awful. It's around, but you actually don't know anyone who has it. No. that's like VB. Yes. It's like, do you know <laughs> yeah. any VB drinkers?
2: Does anyone? Know no. Any? <laughs> well, the reason why I was had a VB that day was because our president of the club, massive VB drinker, so he fills all the putty fridges up with vbs
0: oh rotten so yeah it's awful it's so that's rotten. like
2: our, that's like our club
0: beer <laughs> imagine yeah. taking one out in golden point kick a field goal yeah. in the 85th minute you've got to come off to an esky full of the very best yeah, and, yeah it's, oh, uh, that's awful yeah Okay. All right. Well, um, got those formalities out of the way. That's probably a fairly uh, integral part of our potty, anyway. We like to, to get on the drink on, on a Tuesday night, on a school night, and um, and brag about it. And try and make ourselves sound like we uh, yeah can put away a few when we still really we have can. lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just don't. Um, so, look, dude. Uh, I guess we're here because we love NRL. Um, who's your team?
2: The Dragons. Right. right. Yeah, just always followed him. Yeah, the old boy followed him growing up. So I just yeah kept going, and so I followed him since I was little. And yeah, right, right through.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, th- that's the thing with uh, NRL teams too. You know, like uh, I follow Penrith, and and Dusty follows Newcastle, and you know, we grew up, and we born and bred in Brizzy, lived here all our lives, but we we follow different teams. It was. You know, just that time, you know, where, you know, Brisbane had sort of just come in and we didn't really know who you want to support, so that was us. But, you know, you've got a family tradition of following the Dragons and I can understand how that sort of, you know, um, takes hold and and, and you sort of, uh, you know, warm yourself to a team like that. So, um, look, I apologise that you've managed to acquire the Penrith Sloppy Seconds, which is um, Hook Griffin. Um, He's been
2: all right. I I actually like him. Do you? I'm having fucking
0: PTSD, mate, watching you blokes play footy because it reminds me of fucking 2017 when he was coaching us.
2: (laughs) It's not hard to coach when you've got to follow Paul McGregor up and he was a shit show at best. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, th- there was a lot of dragons fans supporting <coughs> him. Actually, to be fair, they they wanted him kept, and they thought that uh, Peter Dow should have been the one that went. But uh, um...
2: yeah, I wasn't a fan of McGregor.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, but uh, I I look at the way you blokes are playing footy this year and I go, oh, geez, you look like Penrith 2017-18 and it just scares me because I go, oh, it was painful. But um, I think, uh, yeah, look... Hopefully that uh, it's it's a long game for you guys and uh, you can sort of come out the back of this season and, you know, the, the form of, say, Amoni in um, the last few rounds has been really good and, you know, hopefully a few of the other young fellas can sort of get a bit of a sniff in the next coming weeks. Is uh, is that how you see it? The thing that
2: I like about the Dragons at the moment and the chances for the top eight is that we're sitting in the eighth at the moment and in the next four weeks we've the three teams directly below us. Yep. So... If we can win a couple of those, we're not only boosting our chances, but we're lowering the teams below us.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
2: So we've just versed South, beating them, who we are coming seventh. We're eighth. We've versed Canberra, who are 11th. We've versed Manly and Roosters, who are ninth and 10th. So that's our next month of football. and So it's all in our hands now. It's not about relying on results, relying on this or that. It's all on us at the moment, which is how you want it.
0: How do you see? Uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about the whole um, handling of Tyrell Sloane and and what's your thoughts on uh, Cody Ramsey at fullback, mate? Because he's been someone who has struggled to find his feet in first grade. Looks like he's he's making a bit of a fist of it there. And so, what does this mean for for Sloane, who by all accounts, you know, everyone kind of had it, had him touted touted as a future fullback for the club?
2: Yeah, I love Sloane coming through. He looks just energetic and lively and just wants to be there he'll he'll just die for the club he just wants to wants to play footy wants to play with the boys but Ramsey's beating him out and fairly so I think I don't think everybody's saying Sloane's been treated unfairly and maybe he has but Ramsey's beating him out he's put Ramsey's put on weight I think like muscle and he's clearly worked hard for that spot so he he deserves it and he's playing good footy as well
0: fair yeah I like it. Well, mate, um, obviously what brings us uh, together and, and, and the meeting of us is, is Supercoach. And, uh, you know, we're very uh, avid draftees uh, with the Supercoach. We don't do um, classic. That's that's just our thing. Um, uh, but, uh, mate, uh, how long have you been doing draft for?
2: Uh, last year was my first serious year at draft. Yep. I've tried in the past to grab mates to do draft I've always been keen on draft I've played fantasy basketball and fantasy NFL and tried to get friends to do the draft format but last year was the first year I um I was added into a group through Facebook and was in their group and that was serious and I love that yep and then this year is the first year that I've really gotten all my mates to be serious about it and then I've joined the one that I was in last year as well and then yes so I'm in Five, five draft comps this year, from one last year, and then yeah, that's that was it pretty much.
0: So, Luki, what what we'll do is we'll edit Maddie saying uh, he's only been doing draft for one year, and we'll say six years. Because there's yeah. no way we can get touched <laughs> up by a bloke. He's even there for one year. I was thinking the same thing. I'm just like, doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, fair effort. But I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Like we found that so we 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 did classic for a couple of years and yeah, we, got to that, we, yeah. we got to that 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 uh, kind of bridge in the you know, or fork in the road, I suppose, where you get to you're doing it with your mates and then your, your final series is you know every team ends up having the same kind of players and 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 yeah. you know we're, we're very mate orientated in terms of our you know uh competition you know offline and and, and in uh, our social sports and stuff like that so we were like it's just not working and then we went to draft and there's just been no looking back so it sounds heaps like better. you've you, you you've yeah. kind of found your passion you found your niche and, um you know it's obviously something that's really connected with you
2: yeah heaps better way better format i don't want to worry about Cash numbers, break evens, form. I don't, I don't want to worry about that. I want to worry about market. points. Yeah, yeah, nah. I want to yeah. worry about points and average draft position. That's about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it, it is. It, it's it's um tailored for different people. Hey, like I, I found like the blokes that I know that play, um, that play classic, are. Uh, they're just wired a bit differently and i don't mean that harshly but it's like that they're 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 more numbers they're like you yeah. know it's it's all based upon um you know a lot of them like betting and stuff like that you could probably say that there's probably some really some like real estate <laughs> moguls yeah. and shit like that that play classic because it's all just about you know property value i guess but just in the in the form of nrl players but um yeah, no, that's uh, that, that's definitely what sort of uh, drew us to it. So, so mate, look, uh, how'd you go on your comp last year? The 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 one that you, the first draft one that you did. Um,
2: I missed semis. I choked at the end. I was leading at minor, minor uh, coming first for the whole year, and then lost my last four weeks or something and missed semis, and just choked in the ass. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I drafted. I had the second pick, and drafted Teddy, and then followed that with, yeah, because the first pick went clear. I had Teddy, and then followed that with Dave Fafita, and then Brian Toto in the third, and somehow fucked it. <laughs>
0: it's happened to the best of us, mate, trust oh, me, God. don't. I, I'm, I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they all had career years last year, didn't they? Yeah, you,
2: they did, <laughs> oh, my, team was, my team was stacked, and I <laughs> It was crazy. I, was, I had to make some crazy trades at the end just to try to scrape in the semis. Like I was trading some of my better plays for waiver wire picks just because I had a good matchup in round 22 or whatever. Or 20, round 20 to make it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a shit show.
0: Was that an eight round competition? Because you've won <laughs> all year and lost the last four. I'm like, oh mate, and you've missed semis. So, no, was, was that like a top four or something? I, th- I think the grand final was in round 21. Yeah, fair, right. Okay, okay. I
2: think, so I was a little bit pushed forward, a little bit to... <clears throat> oh, sorry. Just to um, stop, like, just to make sure that there was no restings. Like, yeah, definitely okay. no restings. So I think the grand final was in 21, uh, and then round 20, 19, 18 was the semis. So I think, yeah, I was making... Weird trades in like round 15, 16, 17 to make the, to try and just scrape in. And I think I won probably 12 out of my first 14 weeks.
0: Yeah, fair enough, oh, fair enough. There you go. Origin
2: hit me like a truck, I think.
0: Well, it sounds like it would when you're playing your grand final in round 21. There's not a lot of yeah. uh, not a lot of rounds after Origin to sort of, uh, you know, reconsolidate yeah, was... yourself.
2: Yeah, so this is the first year that I've got comps where we finish in round 24, so it's yeah, been right. good to look forward to round 24 and that final, the more traditional final series.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. And uh, obviously, you know, playing origin rounds is, or split rounds is craziness. Would you agree, or you are?
2: No, I love it. I like it. Oh, do you? Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I like it. I like all of it. I like captains. Do you always play oh, captains? Yes, definitely. Definitely, I like captains, I like split rounds, um, yeah, I think add as much into draft as you can and it's only going to grow, grow um, the enjoyment.
0: Definitely agree, good stuff. But so, if you're,
2: if you're trying to make finals or you need to jag a win and you've started slow, you can make trades towards those split rounds and try to jag a win that way. So. It, it's I true. It in that aspect.
0: It it is true and and so I reckon Dusty would it, maybe the first two seasons, three seasons we played split rounds. Yep. Yeah, and and that's where that's what would even the comp up. You're right because if you can if you play someone in in a um in a round where you can maybe field eight players and they only have four, then yep. you know, you can get it's yourself huge. a win 100% and and you can throw players out just to pull Playing players in to get yourself that win, and I do agree that 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 was the benefit of it. But you go, all right, at what cost? And so we have decided not to play them since then. And um, yeah, so that that's just the 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 mo of our of our group. But um, yeah, I can understand your take on it and why it is beneficial. So yeah, but look, um, you know, you've got uh, this the Listener League comp under your belt already. So uh, are you? placed in any of the other four comps that you got yep. to?
2: Yeah, so in my home, lo- in the comp that I was in last year, at the moment I'm coming third. Yep. And I started the year, I won five, and now I've Oof. won. Yeah, I was dreadful. And I had Latrell in that league and traded him, Stags, and two other players for Tedesco and Reed Marnie.
0: Yeah, right. And nice. that
2: that saved my whole season. I think I won nine out of the last ten and I'm coming third in that.
0: Oh and oh. how's how's the bloke going that you traded that to? Yeah, <laughs> not well. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, <thought> yeah. So. <laughs> I think
2: it, I think it was Tom Dearden, Katoni Sags, Jason Tormololo, and Latrell for Teddy and oh, Red
0: Marney Fuck, so that's So I gave a bag, up a but... lot. Yeah. I gave
2: up a lot, but I was 0 and five. I needed something. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's fair. True. And you got to do that. But, yeah. like, your comp's probably not worried, though, because they're like, well, he was in a better position last year and bottled it, so... Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> He's every chance to do it again. <laughs> then in my
2: home league with my mates, I'm coming second. Yep. Um, then I'm in... I'm also in another listener league with the Weekly Rubdown. Oh, yep. Yeah, those boys. yeah um, in that shit, and that in as well. All
0: the listener leagues on. <laughs> What's the mate, mean, mate? Um... Who is this bloke? He's just like a celebrity listener league. He's a fucking sniper, <laughs> yeah. mate. He just yeah. comes
2: in. He's, yeah. To Got win the two fire. listener leagues will be big.
0: Um, oh, that'll be huge, mate. Huge. That
2: those boys let me draft Isaiah Pupuli in the fifth. Those mm.
0: in the listener. Yeah. That I actually, I think he pretty, went pretty close to that. Now, oh no, he went third in. Yeah, now, he I went think. round three. You three, know. three yeah. yeah. Round
2: three. Or like, because I know everybody was off him at the start of the year, but round five was ludicrous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I had
2: the th- I had the third pick in that league and went Pappenhausen, Cook, Joey Manu, Katoni Stags, then to get Ozef you fifth is Ooh. yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: that's
0: crazy. crazy. Yeah, because he's like he's sort of i mean the last two weeks haven't been great but up until that he's been performing at round one value oh that definitely he's, well, what he, he's been averaging
2: he's been playing lock the last two weeks yeah and that's really been stuffing his minutes but brad arthur's come out and said that he's going to be in back on the edge now and his, his points should go back to normal i reckon
0: yeah well you, you've got to think so um uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago we had him as a bit of a hold in terms of the the buy sell hold sort of uh, yep. segment that we do, yep. and, and I, I think that's probably well, I think they came out and I think it was last weekend where they put Mato to lock and moved him back to the edge, and um, that's how
2: they got to keep
0: it. They've got to, they've got to like they've if if, to. if Brad Arthur wants to actually win um, anything, because let's be fair, all the bloody second row, ra- well all the forwards that he's losing next year. Uh, It's going to be a bit lean for them next year, let's be fair.
2: Yeah, I was watching that um, Parramatta Roosters game and my missus is a Roosters fan and she was just whinging about how many offloads the Roosters were letting up in the middle and every single one of them was Ryan Madison. I would just...
0: Yeah. He's a freak. He's an he's a, he's a machine. And, and, I mean, you look at the bloody guns on him. It doesn't matter yeah. if you lock his arms up. The, the, if you get his levers, it doesn't matter because he's just fighting through that. Some of those offloads are just ridiculous, you know, the the way he flicks it out.
2: How um, Reed Marnie catches them all. Well,
0: you, you, you've just got to... You've got to train for it. They'd have to simulate it at training, Cast surely, it. because because otherwise you'd just be um, you wouldn't expect them. But uh, they're going to struggle next year without it all. I'll tell you that much because their back five ain't great. So hasn't well, hasn't has, it, a, has it Madison uh, hasn't backflipped? Yeah, he's, he, re-signed he, he's re-signed with Parramatta. He's re-signed with yeah. them, but like, so you've got Lane and Madison on the edges, and then not much else. I mean, you've well, got... They've, yeah, they've told Brown, he can look around. They've, they've, they're, they're losing, losing Papaliyi. Papalee. near Coray, Oregon yeah. Kafusi, Reed Marnie. Like, <sighs> it's just a lot of cattle, man, to come out of that side. They've,
2: they've got to find an edge back rower to keep Madison at lock next year.
0: I think so too, man. I, I 100% agree. They've got to find someone that they like can if they Like,
2: en- if they find another middle and they move Madison back out to the right edge, they're going backwards.
0: Yep. Well, remember that year he had at, at the Tigers? Before he came yeah. over, he killed yeah. it at lock. You know, he was in everything. So, but, do they um, have
2: anybody coming in or no
0: one? Oh, they got Josh Hodgson <laughs> coming in at hooker. <laughs> but you know, no, no, he no. Doesn't. Matty asked he, if they had anyone coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's fair too. That's fair too. No, they they don't, and, and it's looking like maybe uh, maybe the Cardi party's back on. They've got <laughs> Jermaine
2: Hopgood. Jermaine Hopgood's coming in they from do. Penrith.
0: That's true. I've
2: seen a little bit about him. Is he more of a middle or an he,
0: edge? He is a middleman. He's definitely a middle. He's a lock okay. for sure. So that's not okay. really good for the whole Madison to lock thing. So yeah, okay. Um, you know, unless they can turn and him into just, an edge.
2: They're also about to announce the signing of uh, the Knights' young forward uh, Jira Momasea. Jira Momasea, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Barry he's too. He's been. Hinting yeah. at that over the last couple of weeks. so Yeah. Well, Knights, he's, an no, he's, he's an edge. No, he's an edge. He's an edge. No, nah, he, hey, the,
2: Knights, the Knights tried to play him on an edge in the trials. He's a middle.
0: I thought he looked good. He, he run, runs a pretty good line there on the edge. I was, I, uh, I was at
2: that, that trial game against the Bulldogs. I, I live in Newcastle. I was that, yeah. that trial game. He, I think he's a middle. I think he'll as he gets a bit older, I think he'll stay in the middle.
0: Fair enough. All good. Well, mate, um, we have uh, touched on the fact that you've uh, you've won the Listener League, and uh, prior to yourself coming on tonight, I thought I'd just go back and have a look at how the the latter stages of the season unfolded, results wise. And yep. um, so, so you've scraped into the the top four. So it was a two week finals. It was basically semis, and then grand final. Um, you've scraped in um, on one hundred and eighty three points scored, um, tied with fifth place. And and fifth place, Envenomed, was the name of the team, actually pumped you in the last round. So, yeah, yeah, um, it was was actually probably to their detriment, to be fair, that they played you um, and that you didn't play someone else. Um, But, yeah, so you've scraped into the finals at fourth uh, and then uh, you did a number on first place and then, uh, yeah, it was uh, yourself and number three, on the ladder that played in the final, what's doing, um, yep. doing spelt like Adam Dewey. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you got the chocolates there. So look, mate, um, as we've spoken to and alluded to, we did modify the league a bit. It's a, it was a nine man playing roster. Yep. And, uh, we did it over, over nine weeks with a two week finals. Uh, no captains, also no waivers. So it was free agents yep. as soon as locked out, lockout finished. Um, I can't really remember any other sort of modifications that we had. We didn't have captains. Um, but uh, look, I, I mean, I, I looked at a few of the fixtures and, and I think for all teams, I think the biggest thing is that uh, it was pretty unpredictable. So one week you can have a really good score and the next week you can just be blown off the park pretty much. How, how did you find it?
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was. it's probably a type of league where your draft means the absolute least out of everything. Yep. Like, like I th- I had the f- third pick and took Pappenhausen, and he got injured, like, round six. So, like, I think the draft meant nothing, and it was kind of more who was ready on Monday morning as soon as lockout was over, and who was ready at Tuesday at 4 o'clock as soon as team Team lineups were up. Yep, yep. on who's because there's no waivers. It's just first in, best dress, Grab who you can. All all in, which which I liked. I, I like that part of it. That was good. Um, and I think the way that I think I won it was also by stacking players. Which I think in this smaller, smaller like playing roster, I think stacking players is more important. So yeah. I had Jerome, I think in the finals had, for
0: sure, yeah. In finals, yeah, in the
2: finals, finals know, yeah. So I had Luwai and out and I had Lomax and Ravalala.
0: And, yeah, fair enough.
2: And those boys just, they just having that stack where just those two, like the Penrith left edge and then the Dragons right edge, just being able, like, if the ball goes out there, you're getting points no matter what, almost.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm actually just looking at our side, and okay, so so we finished second on the ladder and, and bundled out. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six players of the the ten um, that we drafted still in the side. So we actually yeah, we did all right at draft. Um, but... Yeah,
2: I'd ha- I'm looking at mine now. I'd have Lomax, Leilua, Cook, and that's it. I'd have three.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I guess you know, I guess there's probably Again, has to be one or two teams yeah. like that, like us, that you know, that did all right. But you know, that's the thing too. The it, it's so transient that you you're getting rid of players every week, and every you have week. to be, you can't be attached to names. Hey, like, nah, it,
2: like I was attached to Josh Schuster. I drafted. I, going into the season, I love Tomoli Oluquatu, and I drafted him in every league except this one. And this one, I went Schuster instead. Right. And I just had him on my bench for eight weeks, and fuck me. I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just
2: you, overlooking You, at you and every other Schuster
0: <laughs> owner oh, in Australia at the moment.
2: It's just uh, The only other guy that stayed in my roster the whole time was Kicker, who got undrafted, and then I picked up straight away after the draft.
0: Yeah, nice. Oh, geez, that's a very, very handy pickup. Kick
2: yeah, out
0: and then this, yeah. yeah, I think we, I we got actually me for him. We actually highlighted fairly because we picked ninth, I think, Lukey, didn't we? Yeah, we picked ninth, in in, in the, so we actually picked that. You know, the later part, and I think this is kind of uh, across most draft leagues, uh, regardless of format, this year that uh, those kind of eight, nine, ten picks were the juicier picks. Um, because you can pick up a lot of value on the turns. And we had a lot yeah. of our picks kind of lined up early. Um, we we kind of knew where we, what we were going to do with the picks. Um, and, Luki, you you kind of executed it for us. And, and, and maybe that's why, I mean, when you're right down that bottom of the, uh, when, when you're picking first, that first, you know, one, two, or three, then I guess um, you, you just seem to be such a long way away from, from picking again. And yeah. uh, once you kind of hit that late second early third, um, the distance between the guns is is a lot greater, and we kind of found that. Although, you being a Pappy owner, um, and losing him as your first rounder, can you remember who you replaced him with, who you picked up?
2: Yeah, originally it was um, Matt Dufty, because the last two, like the finals, I looked at the finals, and I think he had Newcastle and the Tigers or something, um, yeah, and then I ended up dropping him for Jaden and Campbell and, yeah, then, yeah, rode right. Jade and Cam- then rode Jaden Campbell for the rest of the year for the rest of the till round 11
0: yeah yeah fair Cause, and 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 to 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 our point with uh you know the smaller squad size as well because we it was only 10 people 10 players per squad like you wasn't it yep yep Ten yeah players. that's right and so with that uh, you get a lot of your you waiver wire or, you, or your free agency is is is, is healthy. It's meaty. Um, there's we, heaps we, on pick, there. We we picked up Val Holmes in round six or something, didn't we, Lukey? And he just yeah. brained it for us after yep. that. So that yep. kind of value is around. So it's not like you have to worry too much about injuries because it's not just a plug and play. You're picking up blokes who can who can get your wins.
2: Like I had to, for the finals going in, like round ten and eleven. I had to toss up on the free agents to pick up between Jerome Luai or Luke Keery as my 5'8". Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I'll pick up Luai to stack with Kickout, but, yeah, like, make it – the fact that that's a decision in this type of league, it's crazy. For a, for
0: a grand final, Yep, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. I, I just actually thought about it. And we, we also didn't have auto emergencies enabled um, – for for it that's that might be one thing that we bring in bring in next year is just to have the the auto emergency thing enabled. But uh, to be fair, look, COVID hasn't really affected um, the league as much as it probably we thought it would have. So, and I think that's that's the whole reason we had that bench player. Really, was just so that you know, if you needed to pull someone in late, you had someone you could bounce out and and bring someone in. Yeah. We- but, yeah
2: well mine was bloody josh schuster for the
0: whole year <laughs> mine's josh schuster now mate i traded away my first round draft pick for the company still fucking in my side but not after the two i can tell you right now not after the two from last week He's i'm in a,
2: i'm looking at i'm looking good in a few leagues and i saw that too go, okay. don't get tempted don't trade low don't get tempted <laughs> don't do it. It it I tell you do what it,
0: yeah. I'm sitting there just going Davey's surely got an injury in him surely he's going to be injured sometime <laughs> yeah. here but uh, I think Desi's I think Desi's punishing him mate and and look I don't blame Desi for doing it to be fair you know you've done an injury you haven't looked after yourself you've come back you know, in in bad shape, out of condition, and Desi's punishing him, and 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 I've got to support it as a bloke who's coached footy. I understand what he's doing, um, but as a bloke, he's
2: about fourteen kilos over.
0: Oh eight, well, he looks every bit of it. I tell you that. Well, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean. The irony is though. The irony is that playing him for fifteen minutes in first grade is not going to get him match fit. So you've either <laughs> go, you, you, you've either got to go, you've got to put up with it and, and stick him in and play him longer minutes, or just send him back to cup. And and he just played
2: eighty at five eight against the Warriors two weeks
0: ago. Yeah, but it was the Warriors. <laughs> oh, I,
2: you know, I, like, I agree, man. I, I,
0: think, I think you got masked. to send him back to cup. I, I think you've just got to because what are you doing? Like you, he only come on yeah. at the end because I think Davey got a HIA. And he only played like eight minutes at the end of that the other night. So just send him back to Cup to get his conditioning because what's the point of carrying him, you know? Uh, they're also in a position, Manly, where they're fighting for the top eight and he doesn't want to yep. play. He doesn't want to risk having someone out there that's slow and, you know, lacking yards in pace of what he's normally about. So, yeah. Oh, look, it's second-year syndrome. It had to happen to someone and, and, and Joshua Schuster's the, uh, the victim. But... Um, when he's
2: on though bloody hell he's a good player
0: oh man just just talent (sighs) just class just finesse like it's just two
2: players in the league that i just love watch watching just pass a football it's josh schuster and i don't like the bloke as a player that much but matt moylan can he can throw a ball yeah. I just like and just, I just like just watch him out the pass into to his fullback out the back of block shape, just being able to just pass it out the and uh, it, it's poetry.
0: and the shape of his body. He's generally always yeah, facing forward. Yeah. He's got yeah, he's got good mechanics that way. I yeah, tell I, you,
2: I love watching him pass the footy.
0: I think Dusty put up a post uh, earlier in the year about uh, Blake Braley. and uh, watching Blake Braley throw passes from dummy half off the deck. Yeah, yep. it gets me a little bit firm, mate. I'll tell you that much yeah, when we're talking yeah. about Parson. He's uh he's probably got the best best nut um off the deck in the league, I reckon. Just uh y- you don't see him go behind the first receiver very yeah. much. So yeah, but okay. um I'll tell but you else one. who's who's pretty good in that is is Wade Egan, actually. Oh yeah, his, waiting to his, him. his yeah, his left to right. His left to right when he's got a block shape and he jumps he jumps from half and he's got a forward and then he's got a really deep half. Um and he's yep. gotta make that pass really close to the uh, the arse of the fronty, uh, or, or the or the lead runner, he's quite yep. good at nailing that. He's pretty good as well. And I don't and I think you've got to probably put Cookie into that that um that conversation too at times. I think he's passing. If is you ever listen well.
2: to f- if you ever listen to a Parramatta game on Fox Sports, Mick Ennis will tell you it's Reed Marnie. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Loves it. He loves he him. Does. Mick Ennis loves him. Is he
0: coaching yeah. there this year? Is Mick Ennis yeah, coaching Parramatta? Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's, yeah. that's why. because yeah. he's he it's a, he's he's endorsing his own coaching. That's yeah. why. Hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't think of it like that. Well, look, mate. Um, we won't keep you too much longer, but I do. I, I do, um, do want to ask you because we um, we're in the Legends League with uh, a lot of the um, the yep. other uh, potties and stuff, and, and we've got the benefit of being with um, Wilfred and Wilson, who are from the Daily Telegraph, and um, we pestered the fuck out of them last year on our um, group chat about. Uh, having that secondary ladder configuration for just points for, that yeah, points against points shouldn't have come into it because you can't control points against, right? So yep. it shouldn't be a determining factor. And 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 to, to Wilson's credit, at the end of the, that season, he asked everyone in that league what, and, and, and it got a bit of support. So um, this year, I'm going to be pushing hard for the... Um, the uh, flex or or utility position. So similar to the NFL, you've played NFL. So they've got the flex position. I'd love to see a 14th man because in the game, in the real life game that, that bench utility or that first man off the bench is so crucial to the game in terms of what they can provide so I'd love to see that reflected in Supercoach and they have like I'd like to see him call it a utility because the flex is the NFL thing but whatever they do but just a bloke that you could pick in that position of any position doesn't matter who they are and they score and it's just a utility and it could be a front rower second rower half hooker whatever but you get to put whoever you want in that position for the week and you get their points and I'd love to see him make that adaptation um have you thought much about stuff like that like new um like uh innovations and stuff that they could bring in
2: yeah um so i've got two so the first one is a little bit like that flex position but i'll take it one further um with this year where they've been where you've been able to edit the roster configuration and take positions out not even play with positions if certain positions if you don't want to yep um be able to put those flexes instead of positions. So, okay. say so the example I'd use is take out five eight, take out halfback because they're dog shit positions. Yep. Put in two flexes that are five eight halfback dual, and Righto. you can play with play with two halfbacks instead of forcing yourself to play with one halfback and one five eight. Just play with two halves.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then okay.
2: that op- that opens up an extra. Just being able to open yourselves up to. More play like not more players, but not handcuffing yourself into having to have one 5A because it's the worst position and half back because it's not that far behind. Yep. And the other thing that I would say is FAB. Um, not sure if you've heard of it, but free agency acquisition budget um, instead of the waiver wire. You get a certain amount of money at the start of the year, and that's and you get to yeah. bid. Yep. You get to bid with Gets that. Get to bid for it. Yeah. Yes, you get a bid with instead of having a waiver. Like I, at the moment, I am a fan of last pick to bottom instead of reverse ladder for the waivers. Um, but FAB is yeah, I, I'd much prefer FAB.
0: Yeah, actually, that that that's not bad. I I I don't want to open this kettle of fish again because I've done it on the boys, fucking probably twice now on the potty. But <laughs> I, I'm not a I'm not a fan in terms of like if you're trying to create a an even comp by having the first, uh, last pick to bottom. Because I reckon that just favours whoever drafted the best. And to be fair, like, draft is a critical part, but it's not everything. And I just reckon that you can sit on a good a good draft day and sit at the top of waiver-wise and just fucking cherry-pick every good, you know, waiver prospect that comes along, and it just gets the rich richer. That That's my theory of it. I think that if you...
2: How, how many do you miss out on, though? Like, do these... Do you go, oh, no, I'm not going to use
0: my waiver this week. I'll save it for next week. And then somebody comes on, you're like, fuck, I should have used it. Well, that my, see, see, my theory is that, like, um, if you're down the bottom, you, you're wavering every week, right? Because you've got to try yep. and pick up someone if someone else doesn't. So you're constantly down the bottom. Whereas if you've got a good team that's performing, you can just go, oh, yeah, I don't need it. I don't need anyone this week. And you stay at the top and then all of a sudden a... Ezra man pops up, I'm going to grab yeah. him. Boom. And then the person down the bottom that actually needs him because they're injured or they didn't draft well or whatever doesn't get him. And so it just depends on what sort of comp you want. And I'm sort of thinking if you want an even comp where everyone's competitive, I think that's where the reverse ladder works because the person that's at the bottom, if they get the top pick for, say, three weeks yep. straight, eventually they're going to start winning games and get themselves away from that bottom and the person that's at the top who drafted well, you know, like, uh, I think over the season it would even itself out. That's my theory anyway. But, yeah, I I like the concept of the free agent budget and, you know, because I think that then puts a – it puts a level playing field on everyone. If everyone's got the same amount of money, it's then up to you on who you spend it on and who you don't. If you draft poorly, then, okay, you're going to probably spend it when you shouldn't. But – I think it's it's a bit better than just automatically saying to someone, well, if you don't have to waiver this week, you're going to sit up at top of priority and get the best person that comes along next. You know what I mean? So it means that if I go, fuck, I really need that person this week, you can spend money on them and you might have to pay overs, but it doesn't yep. matter. It, you're still going to get them. Whereas if you're yep. at the bottom of the fucking waiver wire because you have to waiver every week, you've just got to sit there and wait for some other come at the top of the ladder to pick him up so
2: yeah i i agree if you've got a league full of players who are super into it and they're all committed and they're ready for the whole year i think that first pick to bottom is the way to go yeah but if you've got a few more casual players who like to play classic as well and don't watch every game of footy i think reverse ladder is the way to go
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. One other change, and Dusty, um, pipe in if you've got one, but one other thing I'd like to see, man, is that they fucking, um, and I have put this to Wilson on our group chat this year already, is that they actually reflect the way league is going at the moment and have middles and edges uh, for the forwards and stop the fucking front row, second row lock sort of thing. Um,
2: Fantasy style.
0: Well, uh, that's have what a doubt. NRL it. Fantasy it, does. It's exactly what NRL fantasy does, and it's and Supercoach yeah. says that it's the the premier fantasy competition. But let's be yeah. honest, and that's it's right, true. And have full
2: fullback wingers and then centers as their own position as
0: well. Well, yeah, oh. potentially. I mean, that's. <laughs>
2: uh, it, I like the way that Supercoach does it with CTWs and fullbacks, but I get the. I I, point
0: do, I do because I think fullback is a specialist position, and I think you're more likely. To play, uh, it's tough because wingers do transition to fullback, but centers also transition to wing. In this case of a HIA, you know what I mean. So yeah,
2: the way that fantasy does wing a fullback is its own position is ridiculous.
0: It it, it makes it uh, it makes it tough because you know I don't, I don't play
2: uh, fantasy. I don't know it, but surely wingers are irrelevant.
0: unless it was someone like a. 2021, Brian to O. Yeah, okay. You know yep. what I mean, like. Yeah. But yeah, all I want is for I, I, I'm I'm sick of lock forwards being counted as second rowers. Yeah. Yep. I just want them counted as middles because what you could do as draft is you could draft two lock forwards. Imagine drafting yeah. as your middle forwards Isaiah Yo and fucking yeah. say Victor Bradley or Isaiah. I, I hate
2: front rowers. I hate them. Oh. I hate- Went into five draft comps this year and I didn't Isaac Papaliti was the only front row I drafted in the first seventeen rounds. Yep. Like I just did not draft a front row. I hate them.
0: But the thing is too, man, is like fronties are getting minutes this year too. Like there's a lot of fronties that are getting fifty minutes but doing nothing.
2: They've they've gotten rid of the like they've gotten rid of the third man in counts as a tackle for Supercoach now. Yeah. And that's killed everybody. 100%
0: 100% it has. <laughs> I
2: just I just want to say, I like the idea that you said before with the utility position. How good would draft day be with, at the turn, you could take Munster and then Cody Walker? Yep. Or you could take, as your first pick, you take James Sedesco, and then on the turn, you take a Dylan Edwards. Next year, I'm assuming he'll be a second rounder or a third rounder. Yep. Um, some, something like that to be able to stack two fullbacks together or two halves or really smash hooker or... Like if you take Harry Grant and Damian Cook, there's no other hookers like every other
0: hooker sucks. Fuck man, that'd be so good. And what it would also do too, it would actually Kill every other team. You would, but it'd open up draft. It'd open up trade possibilities because yeah. if someone's, let's say you did that, let's say you went Harry Grant and then into Cook, right? Yeah. And then and then fucking three rounds later, you decided to take Reese Robson. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Just you just sit there or going you take
2: in the third round or the fourth round because he's going to drop. You take. Brandon Smith Who's going to be A second round duel Who's going to be Starting hooker For the Roosters Yep There's three hookers Right there
0: Yeah Ruben Cotter Or something like that Yeah yeah,
2: Cam McInnes Will lose his duel Ruben Cotter's Going to lose his duel Yep Hooker's going to be A shit fight next year
0: I think where you'll see the chaos start, if you, if you had a flex position or a utility, the chaos would start at round three to about yeah. round seven or eight because yeah. that's where people would just be taking value off the board, going, fuck it, I don't need it, but I'm taking it. I'm using it so, as a flex, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I picked yeah, Munster would, and DCE yeah. up in the first and second round, yeah. but now I'm going to take Jerome Hughes or, you know, or I would, you know, maybe not I him, or now a, I'd use it as a high ceiling centre, I reckon, if it was this
2: year. Yep. See, that league that I was telling you before about where I uh, started zero and five, yep. my first five picks or whatever, I think my first pick was Cody Walker and then I went Garrick, Joey, Manu, Katoni, Stags, Daniel Tupo, and then some other centre and I ended up having all these centres. And then I won a bet with someone and got Latrell, the and then I just had three centres sitting on my bench. No forwards
0: until round 10 or something. <laughs> Mate, uh, like, honestly, so I, d- I don't know what you guys, your your league does, but um, this they year... I just
2: drafted forwards.
0: Well, so this year, what I did was I stupidly fucking entered everyone's draft pick in real time. And so, like, I just pumped it straight into the app. And it's the first time we've ever done it. Normally, we just, you know, write it up on a fucking board and then we yeah. enter it afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. Could you fucking imagine, with the flex position, there'd be multiple blokes that actually couldn't put a fucking a team yeah. on the park <laughs> that would just yeah. not draft five eight, didn't draft yeah. a hooker, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because i have just yeah. loaded up on flex possibilities because of uh, the, yeah. uh, the the fucking um, the Three options, fours. yeah.
2: Like imagine if it was last year when Tom Trevojevic was a third round pick, fourth round pick, yep, and you drafted Teddy in the first round and then. Tom Trebouich is your third rounder, a fourth rounder. And you're like, oh, wait till he comes back, and he's my flex.
0: Well, let, let's be honest. Tom, there's every chance Tommy's a second rounder next year. No, he's like,
2: not. Like he, he might. Drop. No, he's not. I oh, know he's not.
0: Ooh, I reckon he will be no, in some not. leagues.
2: He won't drop he past the fifth pick. And that's oh. been generous. He won't drop. He won't drop past the third pick.
0: But what? So what did you see in him this year before he got injured that made it you It Doesn't suggest, matter.
2: Doesn't matter. Doesn't
0: matter. So okay, if you if you had a top five pick, would you take him? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Come, I'm definitely happy to have you back in the listeners' league next year, mate. And <laughs> yeah. as long as you're going to draft Tommy, <laughs> yeah, you've <laughs> already got you've already got number one pick. You've already got was, number one pick oh, with signs, it. sealed, and delivered. No. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and thought, and that's not a that's not a that's not throwing shade at Tommy either. I just reckon it's Desi's fault. Desi's The
2: top three next year, regardless of injuries, have to be Turbo, Pappy, Cleary, don't they? In any order. I don't care. But regardless of injury, they're your top three. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you Pappy and Cleary, man. I, I, I don't... I, I'd love to see the average draft position of Turbo after the season starts and just see where he is because I think... Um...
2: Especially if there's good reports coming out of... Because like, he was a top round pick last year until he did that sprint on the night out or whatever.
0: Mm.
2: Like He, he was going into last year as a top pick, like a 10th pick or something, and then he did that and dropped to the third ring. Like, if he has a good
0: off-season, he's... But you know, as since I said, man, then, I think but it's, since Desi. Then, right? it's Desi that's holding him back. He's the. But, he's... but also, lucky since then, before uh, he was going into that season as a top pick, since then, he's done two hammies. he's done his knee this year, and now his pec. So that's Shut four injuries. Down. And, and that, that's always been the head bin as a General's knock on Tommy, is that yes, he does have the massive ceiling, but when you look at that and go, that's and two of those injuries I think have been season ending, or at least one of them has been, and then you look at the year before, and there's that's the problem with Tommy, is that your season can go into absolute chaos if yeah. you put all your eggs in his basket. I'm not saying you can't I hit those heights, point. but-
2: You could have drafted Tom Trevojevic and 15 Bulldogs last year and won the
0: call. Yeah, but everyone, but that last year is never going to happen again. Not not because of who he is, but because the rules have changed. And and no one's doing what they did last year. In fact, the closest player to doing it. Yeah, go on.
2: If anybody ever does it again, you know who it's going to be though.
0: Yeah, but Cherry Evans gets older by the year. They're losing four next year. They haven't recruited that well, so yeah, it's probably easier for teams to match up on him. And that's what we kind of said at the start of the year that don't think for a minute that teams aren't coming up against Tommy Garn. We'll load up the left side and see what he can All do All the fuck does he needed to do was run the same game plan, but on the right side. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck, manly, stop talking about. Let's stop talking about I know, about I know.
0: It. It's, it's it's tragic, that's but true. um, look, mate, um. Really happy you come along, come along tonight, and um, had a really good chat with you tonight. So uh, thanks for giving us your time. But um, yeah, look, uh, you know, you've, you've got to come back next year and defend your title in the in the Listener League. So um, we'll, we'll uh, be happy to to have you back and um, see you bundled out in week one <laughs> of the finals, mate. If uh, if, if, if nothing else. So uh, look, yeah, again, thanks very much, mate. Um, hope you had a good time. Uh, it's been great having you on, man. And um, look. Best of luck in your in your home leagues. And uh, just uh, just make sure you beat the rub down in the Listener League, mate. That's all we care about. They're, they're coming That's last. So. They're also oh, coming yeah. last in the Legends League too, so it's not a real great year <laughs> for them. Yeah,
2: they're not going well.
0: Not at all. All right, no, dude. Th- well, thanks um... for having
2: me. Thanks for putting on the Listener League. It was a good good comp. All Thank good, much a pleasure, much.
0: mate. Um, all the best with the uh, the ACL rehab, and uh, yeah, try and um, try and stay positive. I know it's uh, those sort of things can be a bit uh, a bit of a dark time sometimes, but um, well,
2: it's tough. I, I don't know how these NRL players like Kyle Stanley and Tautau Moga have gone through four, or five of these. It's rough.
0: The, the mental <laughs> fortitude of the blokes is just uh, unquestionable. <laughs> you need a bottle of the DNA, I think.
2: Yeah, I've sat in three seats since last week lounge
0: in my bed and my chair that's yeah, it well, well dusty's also a survivor an acl yeah. survivor so uh, he knows what it's about as well and i, I uh i don't envy any of you to be fair <laughs> yeah
2: thank you very much
0: all right dude um stay safe mate and uh we'll catch up with you uh next year anyway if not before yeah, for
2: sure for sure see you, boys too easy see dude. You, thanks Cheers, man
0: mate.